What's up, y'all? This is Zay, back with another episode of Talking Spit. I'm here with Tease, and I'm here with our special guest today, Kayla Marrero, the start and um, user of Dear Destiny. So, Tease, clap it up. And Kayla, we've been wanting to get you on an episode for a while because, one, you were highly recommended by our tech technical analyst, Kim, and I've read your blog, and I enjoy reading your blogs a lot. Um, so first and foremost, would you like to introduce yourself and what your destiny is all about? I'm Kayla Morero. Um, I'm a freshman at Penn State University main campus. I'm majoring in broadcast journalism and I'm from West Philadelphia. Their destiny basically started as a way where I could share my voice. Um, after I encountered a lot of, um, injustice in my family, after the passing of my, um, my family members, I decided to, um, create a space where I could talk about everything that's been happening. And then I use that space to also promote the clothing brand I have. As you see, I have a lot of yeah. uh, Black Matter clothing brand. Then I came up with a, um, a collection in honor of my cousin this past September. I just wanted to talk about that because you, um, was it your aunt and your cousins and mm -hmm. yeah, uh, in the middle of the school year, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. Uh, and yeah, in late October, um, well, you mean talk about it or no? Hey, you can, yeah. yeah I mean, if you feel comfortable, yeah. So. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Um, in late October, uh, October 30th, uh, it was all Souls Day at Crystal Ray. So I was on an L coming back, and then all I had messages was like, oh, RIP, uh, my cousin. And I'm like, yo, like, this, this is real. So I text my cousin, I was like, yo, what's up? And then later, you know, I, um, I seen the news, and it was like, yeah, four family members were killed at, uh, 56 and one that's where my cousin lived and I was like mm -hmm. wait this can't be and then I looked at like the place where it was and then it was like my family house my cousin um he was wrong by the system because he has a mental health problem I think he's like 20 I don't know how he is he's 27 right now but the day before my family got killed my aunt tried to take him to the um the hospital uh Mercy Fisher Gerald and they said he didn't have anything wrong with him then you know the next day he killed my aunt his brother his two brothers and my uncle and then now we're, um, we're in a process of getting that, um, the hospital suit. So hopefully that turns out. But um, I think it was, it, was a tragic, it was a tragic situation, but now yeah. people understand that mental health is a real problem. And hopefully he is getting the help that he needs because he's, he's at the, um, I think he's in jail still, but hopefully we can get him to the mental hospital so you know uh, he could get the help. And he does um, apologize for what happened, even though like it wasn't him, but was kind of where like what happened see i didn't even i didn't even know all that i didn't know it was like somebody who actually knew who actually did it and he actually had a mental illness and i feel like mental health is definitely not really like looked on a lot you know people definitely do look past that as if it's like it's not really a big deal but it really is so definitely and not only yeah. is it and it's just like something as though like nobody even like notice it notices it as if like it's really a problem, but that's really something that can like control who you are as a person and make it like you like make you somebody someone completely different. And it's just the fact that when like it's not look especially like being a male and stuff like that, it's really not looked at or like people don't really like see that as a big deal or whatever the case may be when you like they'll be like, oh, it's nothing wrong. Like, that person is fine or something like that, where it really is, like, some of that person has internal problems and it's really something, like, going on. 
Yeah, definitely. Like when um when people found out, all like all you see on like the no gun zone was like oh f him f him, but then like little do they know that like you know it's a serious problem and you know that's my family. So if if even if I wasn't oh yeah f him, it's like you know. I should be saying that, but I'm not. I understand what happened and like how it happened, even though you know I'm not okay with it. It's just life, like you know, life happens. Good, bad yeah. things definitely do happen to good people a lot of times. And when you're on the outside looking into something like that, it's like, yeah, he really is labeled as the bad guy, but little does nobody know that he is dealing with problems of his own. And I feel like it takes a big person to recognize that part rather than, um, just seeing them as somebody that just killed your family. So that that just shows a lot about your character and goes deeper into why you started Dare Destiny to begin with. And I say keep doing it because people do read your stuff and I feel like it does make a difference. Whether it's significant or small, it's a difference nevertheless. So definitely keep writing. And How long have you been writing for? Um, I started this in January, so about, uh, you know, a couple of months. I honestly have to get back to the writing. I just been, um, I just been like very busy with school. Um, I also have a part-time job at uh, Panda Express, so I have a lot to going on. But this week, hopefully, um, I plan to like re reconstruction my website and then get back to my writing. Looking at Dare Destiny, one of the blogs that caught my attention the most was Philadelphia is the most diverse and most segregated city that we know. And I felt that heavy because when you go downtown to Center City, you definitely see all these different races. But then when I go home, because, you know, I live in North, and it's, it's that one side where it's all Black people. And then I live in a neighborhood where it's just predominantly Ricans, and I wake up to the music every fucking day. And I was like, yo, that is so true. And I feel like no one talks about that at all. So when did you like first notice that? And I know y'all from West, so what's, what goes on over there? Oh, it's crazy because I written, I like, I written an article when I was in, um, I think my freshman year of high school. So I just uh, basically revised it, uh, re revised it because I went to a journalism summer camp and then we had to uh, write a topic about Philadelphia. And I was thinking, I'm like, okay, like, it's nothing crazy about, like, our city. Like, you know, violence happened. It's like, it's not real, like, it's not really happening. And then, like, I started to wonder. I'm like, wait, I live in West. You see Black people down here. Like, and then <laughs> when you go to Southwest, you know, you see, like, Africans. And then you see, um, like, more Black people. Then South Philly, you see, like, the Mexicans and, like, you know, white people. And I'm like, that's crazy because, like, this city, it has so many races. But, yeah, it's, like, it's segregated into, like, different, like, neighborhoods and stuff. And then it's like I don't. I personally don't want to move anywhere else because, like, you know, I'm fine with that's like. That's all you know. Yeah, that's all I know, and I understand mm -hmm. why people do that. But it's also it's like it's keeping us apart because I don't right. know anything about someone else's culture because I'm surrounded by like my own. Right. Yeah. And then the, I I feel like another thing is like I feel like it's like a, um like an ownership thing like when someone says where they're from that's like. Like, like that's where I'm from. Like, I'm, that's like that's my part of me. Like, nobody could right. take away like that part of you because that's where you're from. So I feel that a lot of people want to stay where they at, or a lot of people are very territorial of where they come from. Is because like that's a part of them. Like their community, like you said, that, like you said you live in the community where it's like a majority Hispanics, but that's where they are at. So they take 
they take pride in where they at. That's why they play music and do all the stuff that they like to do in that community because that's where they be at. Like just mm-hmm. like you come you come out west, it's all like it's majority black. So you see people playing ball and you see people just like doing all this reckless off the wall stuff. But that's <laughs> the community. And if so you're they, not, that's, and when you, that's their comfort, yeah. that's their comfort zone. And when you're not from there, you look at it, it's like, what the fuck are they doing? But it's like, when you wake up outside, it's like, yo, this shit is regular. Like, you exactly. can't even get upset at it no more. Yeah, like, that's how I am. Like, my friend, friend, like, I'm from Cobbs Creek area, like, 50th and Baltimore. But, like, some of my friends from Overbrook. So, once they come in my neighborhood, they're like, oh, wait, you live down here? I'm like, oh, it's scary. I'm like, it's nothing scary about, like, where I live. It's like, it's good. But then when I come, like, the north, I'm like, oh, man. Like, I don't know nobody <laughs> down here. And I go, I'm... Oh, I go down Frankfurt. I hate it because I read them crackheads. And I'm just... <laughs> the zombie I'm, I just feel uncomfortable. Like, I, I don't go down there. I'm fine in West where I'm like... Well, I, it's just like, it's just like I got a story. When, we, when I was riding with Meech mm-hmm. and we first pulled up the Zay block. Mind you, it's <laughs> all these main streets around his, around his block. <laughs> Yo. We turn onto this one little side block. They all in the parking lot fixing cars or whatnot. There's no parking spots out there or nothing. I'm like, yo, yo. where is where is he about to come out at? They come out the crib. I'm like, yeah, well, where did you just come from? Because I see all these trees and all this. Oh, I said, yo, we gotta get out of here. We can't. Keep- <laughs> It, it, like it was, like it was, it was cars kept pulling up. So you know, you gotta go around a block. I'm like, yo, you keep spinning around this block. Somebody's going for holes. All that's in, yo, that's oh exactly God. what he says every time he when like when he used to come pick me up and scoot me to go hoop and do stuff. That's exactly what he used to say every time he he's like, yo, this is the third time I had to spin the block. They gonna light my, they gonna light my shit up. I'm looking, I'm like, bro, you're you're fine. All right, they know what happens. My block is so active when it comes to cars and people like trying to move and chill on the middle of the street is bad. Which is why I'm getting everybody out of there one day. Somehow, some way, everybody getting out of there. Because Poppy Land, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I can't do it no more. No, I understand. I'll be down here, too. I done fucked around and learned the language and shit. So when they talk, I, I know a little bit. Like, I'm not stupid. I know a little something. something. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just... I feel like that not, that comes with like adapting to like where you're mm-hmm. at. Like that, like a lot of people try to be like, try to just not notice or go or want to go without. But in all reality, if you don't adapt to where you like where your surroundings, that's how you get like left behind. Like a lot of people, you have to move with the times. Like when you see people trying to like still do certain stuff, like just like when you see an old head that's forty years old still standing on the corner, he's still stuck. <laughs> And when he was in high school trying to make plays, like, you have to adapt with the times. Like, you have to adapt with what's going on in, in your community because time waits for nobody. So if you don't move with it, you just going to get left. Exactly. Um, moving off to the uh, the neighborhood topic because we can talk about how our hoods are totally different and how we came up for, like, I don't know how long. But um, you want to get straight into it. So... During the quarantine, social injustice really like it was a it was a trend, but people are still posting about it, which we need because you know I'm saying it's, it's happening and it's real. And we got footage of Ahmad Aubrey, and we got footage of George Floyd, and it it just like rolled over into the rioting and the fucking uh 
the rioting and the, and the looting. And where do y'all, where do y'all, like, y'all think it was right? Personally, like, y'all think it was cool for them to riot and loot? Or do y'all, like, oppose that? Like, y'all think it should have been done differently? Mm, I mean, it depends what the reasons are for. Because some mm-hmm. people are using the opportunity to loot to steal. Right. When actuality is like you're just out here not not for the reason not for the right reason because i was um the same day they were doing i was on 52nd street and i was riding in a car and then you see people who like you know they they just want the sneakers and stuff like that like they they yep. might um and then while, while we're in a car they're going to throw like this gas uh thing in front of my like our car and that was like the scariest thing ever i'm like well people should be more careful like if you see a black person on the street, why are you gonna do like why are you gonna do that to them? Like you know, the protest is, is for us. Like why attack other people? It's just the way that you know, is the way that it should have been done. But I I did respect yeah, it. Like the way you go about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, and I just like to go off of that. I feel as though it's all about how you go about the situation. Like originally when they were downtown, and like tearing up downtown stuff like that, I could understand what like I could understand what like with the objective objective was when you were there because it's just the fact that you're you're like city hall and at the main buildings of the city so you could tell all right that's what you're there for but when you begin to come into the inner communities and tear up the community like the place where you live at like yeah. then that that's that's where they lose me at like that's where the part where i get confused and it's just crazy because the night where they were downtown and like burning stuff up downtown. I was on the phone arguing with one of my close friends. And I was saying like, he was just arguing, Tease, that's not like, you shouldn't be able to do that. This time the third, do you see what's going on? But I'm just like, I understand what's going on, but eventually like, where where's the line at that we're going to, like, where's the line at when we're going to draw the line? You're like, all right, then we stop here. Like, are we going to stop at, are you like, we're going to stop right here. We're not going to go to our community. Like nobody was, nobody was there to draw that line. Like, so when you come to the your community, like where other African Americans, Latinos, stuff like that, stay at, where other minorities stay at, and you tear up their community, that's only hurting us. Like that's only exactly. hurting yourself. It's basically you, friendly fire at this point. Exactly. You go into local pharmacies and stuff like that, where people that need their medicine, that people like just like people that have mental illnesses and heart conditions and stuff like that they cannot get their proper medicine they need. Now they have to go all the way to a different community to get their stuff. And that's just that's just a huge inconvenience. And I feel as though it's that was that was an inconvenience caused self inflicted basically. Like we caused the inconvenience to our own community. Yeah. And it hurts because they it's not only like you said, it was like when do you, when do you stop the looting? Because I can understand them attacking Apple, City Hall, all that. But then they started to hurt their, the Black-owned businesses. And it's like, all right, they're not understanding the message at this point. And it, it just it's just giving them more fuel to make us look bad on ourselves. And it's like, all right, we got to chill. So I can I definitely understand where that comes in. And then the mental health thing. So this is during quarantine. So going to the hospital to get your meds is definitely dangerous because COVID is still out there. I feel like people just started doing that. The, the virus was still out there. And they're still doing this. So it was already risky enough to even protest. But now that you're rioting and looting, it's like the risk and the numbers is high. And I doubt people would even have masks on when they were doing all this. Yeah, I doubt that too. And I yeah. feel like that was the least of their concerns. Mm-hmm. So when you hurt the pharmacies and you risk having to take that 
journey to somewhere to find medicine, which I doubt people will even have access to because of what happened. It's like we just killing ourselves. And that's exactly the message was good in the beginning, but yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just the fact that it's like we don't have a leader. Like there is no leader. Everybody is just following each other. It's when there is no distinct leader and somebody that's like, yo, like this is what we gonna go out there and do and this is what we doing it for and this is what we standing for. When we have no distinct leader, that's when it starts to veer off and we start to take our original good idea and our reasoning for doing it and start to veer off and then just use that that same reason to implicate hurt and all this other stuff towards our community. And that's when that's where it starts to like you know, fall off, and that's when you start to get off track and start to veer off and do other stuff that has nothing to even do with the social injustice. His wife, I took a dip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kayla, do you have something to add on to that while he's frozen? Oh, I know. Uh, basically, like in um near like near where I live and stuff like that. They heard like the hair story and it took it, it took the hair store like four months just to recover from that hit. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's crazy because there are these are small businesses that you're hearing right now. They're not even big like corporations. They have nothing to do with this. And now it's like you're just taking like like all this for what? Like what like taking hair stuff, what is that gonna do for the protest? Like you're not getting justice for nobody but yourself. Like I said, it it's it all it all it had a it had a purpose and then like T said, when there's no where there's no significant leader to be like, yo, this is what we're supposed to do, and everybody just following everybody, it's just gonna lead to more chaos. And it attacking the small businesses is bad. And then you you go you go over the next day, they on my block at my door talking about, yo, we got we got size twelve Jordans whole time. I'm a size ten, so I'm not even profiting off that. It's bad, and the fact that it's now September. And whenever I don't even remember when the Breonna Taylor case was, and they giving out, they telling us they're not even arresting the officers, and it was like, "Are you serious?" And it's like the 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 injustice is just never gonna end. Exactly. All right. So last question before we all get out of here, and you know, continue our Monday or whatever. Last question is: Have any of you ever felt uncomfortable in your own skin? Like in an area or situation where it's though it's predominantly white or you just feel like in out of like out of place and it's not because you don't fit in with the people, it's mostly like, you know, skin wise. Like, ever felt that way at all? Um, I know well in East Summer I used to be a golf caddy in Chicago. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm full of, I'm full of white people, like white people. Mm -hmm. So I felt uncomfortable a lot because like what am I supposed to talk to them about? And often they said like, oh, can I touch your hair? Can I do this? I'm like, no. They're like, oh, how you get your hair like that? Because my hair is curly. They was like, I was like, oh, water. And like, it was just so awkward. And I didn't like that. And then like in Chicago, I tried to get my hair dyed because, you know, I ain't want to be black. It's dyed right now. I look a messed up. I ain't going, you know. <laughs> it's, it's dyed right now. But I went to um, a, Hispanic, um, a Hispanic hair salon because I'm like, okay, maybe they could, like, anybody should do hair regardless of the hair texture. So yeah. I went there, and she was like, yeah, I can't do your hair. And I was like, why? And then she was like, um, she was like, because she, she said, because I'm black. I was like, oh, like, what does that got to do anything? And then ever since then, I was like, you know what? I got so irritated. Like, even though, you know, I'm light-skinned stuff like that. So, like, 
you know, I don't face as like um I don't face that much versus someone who's darker than me. Yeah. But when it comes like at that moment when it came to my hair, I saw like a little out, out out of place because anyone who can do hair should be able to do my hair regardless of like it being thick would, or stuff like that. Yeah, you would think that. Yeah, but you know. Oh, well. Just like with me traveling and stuff for football, mm-hmm. it's like I have to I gotta have to put myself out there a certain way. And like when I first introduce myself and like say where I'm from and stuff like that, people already have a persona in their head, like, all right, he probably like a Philly kid with no respect and doesn't know how like he's not educated, stuff like that. But then when I tell them, like when I start to explain to them and just put myself out there and tell them how I went to Catholic school all my life and how I'm a pre-law major and stuff like that, then they're like, dang, this kid actually is like, you know, he actually know, like, he knows stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, it shouldn't take me to talk to you and us to have a, uh, me to be able to articulate a conversation with you just for you to believe that I'm educated. Like, it shouldn't take me to do all that just for you to be like, oh, well, maybe he isn't like, the, like everybody else. So I just feel as though, like, that's, like, I feel like that's my biggest thing, like, when people judge you before they even know you. Never supposed to judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And that's fact. So I guess it's my turn. Um, I'm going to give you a recent story. So this was 2019, 2020. I was still in a relationship at the time. And on Spring Garden, like the, near the train station, it's this piece of place. It's called Pronto. And I was with my girl. And we was we was having a we was having a conversation, but it was cold outside. And I'm I'm not I don't like the cold. So I asked her, I was like, yo, if we go sit in here, do I have to buy something or she's gonna let us sit in there? So we looking, I look, I, I go in. I'm like, all right, it's people sitting in there just chilling, not eating no food. You know what I'm saying? So either they waiting for their food or they ordered. So I'm still looking, I'm like, all right, it's been like 20, 15 minutes. They still not no food. So I'm like, all right, we probably can just sit in there and chill. Now, when I looked at it, I didn't realize that they were all predominantly white. So when it happened, I was like, all right, cool. So I sit down, we talking or whatever. And the lady, the lady is bricking me like hard, like hard bricking me. Like you can tell she has a problem. For those who don't know, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And she just staring at me like, like hard. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up and say something. So I get up. I'm like, I'm like, excuse me, do you do you have something I can help you with? You know what I'm saying, and she's like, no, it's just the fact that you're you've been sitting there for five ten minutes and you haven't ordered any food, and I'm like, all right, would you like for me to order something? And she's like, that would be nice, or I'm gonna have to actually leave. I'm like, almost cursed the lady out, but luckily for her, I was actually pretty hungry and I don't want to go back outside, so I bought some. I bought. I forgot what I bought. And I sit back down. I'm, I'm talking to my girl. I, was, I forgot what we were talking about. It was real deep. I was like, yo, listen, we're not coming back here again at all. Because as I was ordering my food, the same people I was looking at the window that was still just sitting there not doing nothing, were still sitting there not doing nothing. And she was having conversations with them, talking to them as if it was okay for them to just sit there and loiter and not do nothing. So I'm like, oh, okay. It was it was a race thing. I right, and it, I knew I immediately knew it was a race thing from the way she was staring at me because even when I ordered my food and I sat back down, she was still staring at me and I stared at her back until because it's like we're not going we're not going to do this and I feel as though we had a time where it's, it's it's 2020 and this shit is still going on and hopefully 
when I do bring kids into the world that this isn't a problem no more. But we got to deal with it, and I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Yeah, and then just and I feel like I feel like it's like way bigger problems going on. Just not even just in Philadelphia and just not in Pennsylvania, not even just in the United States. I feel like there are global problems going on that are way, way more serious than the controversy between those of different skin colors or different ethnicities or anything like that. Like, I feel as though the fight or the battle between two different races is, like, minuscule compared to, like, the big picture. Like, I feel like if everyone would just take a step back and, like, stop being so like soft towards the subject or and just take a step back and look at everything else that's going on, you will realize like, dang, I guess really some other stuff going on in the world. And like we sitting here worried about this small little like y'all worried about that, but it's in another country, it's all this other stuff going on. And I'm confused on why this topic is still a, a problem because when you look when you like if you were just to listen to it and not to and not look into it it would seem as though that like it's supposed to be justice and everything is supposed to be about equality and all this other stuff and that power and the people because our our country is built on top of a democracy and a democracy and the power lies in the people but yet it's still as though there's levels to where people certain people have power and some people have nothing like so I'm, I'm I'm just confused on where it comes where it's implicated at or or and what document says that me and you have to not like each other just for the simple fact uh you look how you look and I look how I look. Uh, that's I feel like that's the major like I feel like that that's the major difference. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the last question. Um, thank you, Kayla, for your time. Um, definitely keep writing your destiny because I enjoy it. I'm pretty sure the people that already follow you enjoy your writings too. Um, Without further ado, I'm Zay. I'm Tease. And this has been Talking Spit. Kim, you gonna cut this part out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. Somebody, (laughs) this girl just bought me a sandwich. Hold on. Oh my God. (laughs)